Comrades. Dear fellows. Comrades. I want to talk to I you. I crawl to you. I'd like to talk to you about the American dream. We are your artists in presidents. Let's do this. Let's go. Hello. I'm going to talk to you about American attitudes towards immigration. Just a few days ago, radio host Diana Ploss lost her show in New Hampshire after a video circulated that showed her screaming at landscape workers for speaking Spanish. Some might say that she has a right to her opinion, but I have to wonder why she felt the need to berate the laborers. What's wrong with workers speaking to each other in their mother tongue? Stories like this bring back memories of my mother's pained face when people would look at her and bark, Learn English! She was a Cuban doctor, and she spoke English with a thick accent. I started answering the phone for her when I was seven years old so that she wouldn't have to hear those insults. I grew up around immigrants and refugees. They were the relatives that would camp out in my house when they arrived in this country. They were the people that took care of me when my mother was tending to her patients. They were the parents of my schoolmates. Some were local shop owners that would offer me samples of their delicacies. Some were survivors of concentration camps in Europe, and others had been in internment camps in the United States. Some had escaped from military dictatorships and death squads. Some had fled communism. It didn't hurt me to hear their languages, and the Spanish I learned from translating for my relatives gave me insight into worlds beyond my own. It's a sad truth that anti-immigrant attitudes have been a staple of American public life quite often. We've barred the Chinese, anarchists and homosexuals, and we've deported Mexicans many times. We've used quack science to restrict the entry of Jews and Catholics. But lifting racial quotas in the 1960s made our immigrant population more diverse. To me, that has made cultural life here far more interesting. When I first moved to my neighborhood in Brooklyn 20 years ago and heard calls to prayer in Arabic, I felt transported, not frightened. I am grateful that the neighbors on my block, many of whom are immigrants, have come together to plant flowers, get rid of vermin, demand better sanitation, and sensitive policing. My son has had to learn from an early age to negotiate with kids of different faiths at school. And after the initial shock of recognizing that his values are not everyone's, he's become more self-aware and tolerant. American political culture of the last decade has grown stridently xenophobic. Republicans appeal to their base by issuing bans, calling for walls, jailing refugees, and dumping them in tent camps across the border. In June, plans were announced that violate international law by denying most asylum seekers the right to have their claims of persecution assessed. Unfortunately, irrational hatred is still an effective rallying cry for Americans, even though the claims made about immigrants are lies. Statistical evidence shows that immigrants are less likely to commit crimes than U.S. citizens. Immigrants vitalize our economy by introducing new businesses and talent. 
The presence of immigrants does not automatically lead to job loss for Americans. It's the outsourcing of jobs to other countries and union busting that have generated high levels of unemployment here. Furthermore, it's the low pay to immigrant workers that makes our food affordable and essential services such as childcare accessible to the American middle class. I'm not saying it's fair to pay substandard wages to anyone, but it's absolutely unfair for us not to recognize how we profit from immigrant exploitation. Xenophobic rants distract us from understanding the real reasons that we are poorer than our parents. The politicians that rail against immigrants are not planning to provide affordable health care. They are not going to increase support for education or raise the minimum wage. The only people that gain anything from xenophobic policies are the owners of the companies that build the walls and the jails. So we enrich a few repressors at the expense of our humanity. Now that we are in the midst of a public conversation about transforming policing to prevent the loss of black life, we should also address our deplorable treatment of immigrants and do everything we can to change it. That change will begin when we vote the bigots out of office. And now, turn this into something else. Live on through our descendants. Let us begin again, my Americans. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And good luck.